0: We're back! We are getting Bo Back and Johnny, PHNX Cardinals podcast, live on a Tuesday, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the greatest sportsbook app ever created. Like and subscribe, (laughs) leave us a (laughs) five star, wherever you get your podcasts. Bo went to the the Rocky Slopes of Utah. That's right. And I was at Disneyland for an eternity, and now we're back (laughs) And those GD Cardinals decided to hire all their staff over the weekend. All joking aside, gentlemen, ladies, buckle up. Welcome to the show. This is your favorite show with Bo and I. We are here. Welcome.
1: You were singing a song. You're so excited. You were singing the open to the show. I think everybody will agree that maybe we never do that again, right? It's probably best. I mean, also probably not take any time off again. I think uh, Wes was, had a hilarious tweet pretty much saying, we're sons of bass, sons of bees for not for taking days off and spending time with our families. Uh, so we've scrapped all vacations the rest of the year. We're going to be no days off Bill Belichick style the rest of the way.
0: Uh, I'm also uh, being divorced as we speak. With the show <laughs> That's confirmed real quick. Saturday night. I'm getting a flurry of texts to my phone. The Nick Rallis defensive coordinator news breaks. Rallis. I'm in line. Rallis, Rillis, Rallis. Uh, I'm in line for um what is it the uh, merry go round ferris wheel bullshit my phone's at 2% because we've used the fast pass on it all day and i've also streamed you know kitty patrol on it all day for mm-hmm. my daughter who's 3 and i get i love you guys emergency pod coming no i can't do that from the pixar pier as much as i wanted to i wanted to do an emergency pod so bad but you guys have been patient you've waited we're back we're back today Bo and I, ready to talk some Arizona Cardinal football. And, uh, I mean, listen, Jonathan Gannon gets hired. It feels like forever. It was a week ago today he got hired. And you had a press conference last Thursday. Dude's, like, put together 75% of his staff and some surprises. But also, I mean, we got to start with the coordinators, Bo. We, We felt good about one of them. And then the recruitment of his boy Nick out of Philadelphia. And kind of throwing jabs at Philly and some other places, like no, 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 he's coming with me to Arizona. Yeah, I feel good about what they're putting together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have to love. I mean, obviously, some unproven guys, some unknowns. Everybody looks at it, and it's the ultimate. Like, who are these guys? I mean, Rollis was somebody that kind of caught a little momentum after Gannon was hired with the Cardinals, and you saw Denver start poking around. And you know, you maybe the unfair, but he could. You know, obviously, he's he's a rising star. You know, coordinator. He he's the defensive Sean McVay. I mean, you got love to hear that, right? Twenty nine years old, and he's a guy that helped out kind of develop this Philadelphia Eagles linebacking core, which was severely underrated because of how unbelievable they were in the pass rush and how well they played in the secondary kind of yeah. lost and it was that second level right and Rawls is an absolute budding star so did they get him too early I don't know I mean from from Jonathan Gannon like he absolutely believes in these guys the conviction that he has in his staff and the banger of an article from Peter King was an absolute blowchorch to just firing this entire Cardinals fan base up about Jonathan Gannon basically saying that Howie Roseman was like hey we're gonna pay you head coach money, and he said, no, thanks, I want the opportunity. And he takes the Cardinals job. He says, I don't take this job unless Kyler Murray is a part of this organization. And then kind of him talking about his his coordinators, for him to kind of believe in these guys the way he does, uh, he says he's 100% convicted, you know, as far as, like, we – our guy Howard Balzer said that Petsing was tied to him at the OC position and then Rawls yeah. is at the DC. So it was going to take some unbelievable interviews from the guys that they requested and interviewed to knock them off. And for Gannon to be like, these are my guys. I believe in them. They're rising stars, and not go kind of into the nepotism that happens in the NFL all the time, where guys who don't necessarily deserve second chances or you know they're they're the son of a famous head coach or something. You get guys that Jonathan Gannon 100% is bought in on and fought for, and has him now in place to be his his head coaching staff, his his first coaching staff, and you got to you got to be pretty pumped about it.
0: You don't want Bill Belichick's son and his mullet running the Cardinal defense? No. We want Gannon's Make it as weird,
1: not for public faces? Yeah. Yeah. He
0: belongs in somebody's basement somewhere. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, you go with what you know. And if you're going to ride or die in this business, you want to be able to tie yourself to people you believe in. And we've got some sauces with with uh, Gannon, some of Gannon's peeps. and. Listen, we feel like they're going to add an assistant head coach of note to come in and kind of stabilize the the damn thing and, and get some, some longevity experience with maybe one singular entity. But the rest of the staff, it's clear that we've heard, Bo, they want to get people in here to develop. They want to be viewed as Shanahan-esque, where you're churning people out for future coordinator jobs or damn near head coaching jobs every two to three years enough of this garbage of let me just hire a bunch of experienced guys for the sake of hiring them to show clout within the league. You know, how'd that work out for Cliff Kingsbury, right? His staff, not very good. And so you've got, you know, Jonathan Gannon basically saying, hey, I I like these guys. I've worked with them before. I think they're smart. They're highly motivated. They're recommended. And, of course, he was always going to have, I believe, first dibs on his defensive person. He ran the defense that had 70 sacks and 17 picks last year. Let me go get my coordinator from that group. We always felt like Nick was the front runner there, and it's great. Eat it, Denver, all these other teams that wanted to steal Nick and have him coordinate their defense, or even Philadelphia. Philadelphia's like, we'll let you be our DC. He's like, no, I'm going to Arizona. I'm going to go live in Arizona. I'm going to live in Paradise Valley or Scottsdale, and I'm going to help Jonathan Gannon because I believe in Jonathan Gannon. That's Nick telling you. Nick Rolla's telling you, as much as I enjoyed this Super Bowl run, I am choosing to leave the Eagles – for probably a a lateral move or a promotion with Philadelphia to take a position of note with Jonathan Gannon. I mean, that that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about Jonathan Gannon. You are nuts. For all the people in Philly that were bitching and complaining about JG he gets his linebacker coach to say, mm, uh, yeah, I'm a hot commodity. I'm leaving Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. I mean, as far as Rollis, he he was going to come out of the womb and be on third base, right? As far as yeah, the coaching he, womb, not get too disgusting here. I mean, he's going, he's on third base. I was wondering where you're going with that. With I mean, an just absolute like, okay. just stud defensive lineup. I know that they've got to make some tough decisions about who they're going to pay from that team. They've got four free agents to be in, uh, on the defensive line itself. And of course, you got some guys in the secondary and in the linebacking core, but you know, they, they absolutely, there's going to be some guys that want to run it back, especially when they look at the NFC, and we'll see what happens with Hertz's contract. But, man, I think that that is a true testament to Jonathan Gannon and, you know, these guys buying in on on, on each other, right? I mean, Petsing, yeah. this is this is a relationship that dates back to their Minnesota days. They're, mm-hmm. they're a couple seasons removed from working together, and, you know, Gannon identified him as a future play caller. And he's worked this yeah. way. He's got a very diverse background on the offensive side of the football. In Minnesota, he worked with the wide receivers, the quarterbacks. In Cleveland, he worked with the tight ends and now quarterbacks. And then he's bringing his own quarterbacks coach from Cleveland along with him, according yeah. to Joe Anderson. And it's just you have to you have to appreciate that these guys there's a belief in each other and, and an idea that they can build this thing from the from the ground up. This isn't like yeah. hey. Let's get these guys in. And also, there's the open-mindedness, right? I mean, Jeff Rogers is sticking around, and Jeff Rogers is going continue, to continue his role as assistant head coach and special teams coordinator, and I think that that's a solid move. I mean, yeah. the, the special teams, when they were rolling in 2021, w- was making plays, right? The first mm-hmm. two weeks, they made two big plays that changed those games, and, and they pretty much dominated those, those contests. And then you've got, you know, I think consistency – from Rogers' t- unit for since dating back to 2018 when he was a part of Steve Wilkes' class. So he was a carryover from there, and now he becomes a carryover again from Clips's uh coaching staff. It's not Jeff Rogers' fault that Steve Kime wouldn't
0: sign a goddamn kicker in late <laughs> right. September, early October. Jeff, the best compliment I can give Jeff Rogers, his unit was not a liability. And right. when your unit's not a liability, you're you're a good special teams coordinator. Sure. Clearly. Uh, producer extraordinaire Emma put together this graphic to help us walk us through exactly what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals budding staff. Here it is. This is what we've got thus far. Again, this is what's official. This is not confirmed with some of the other names out there. So, of course, JG running the show. We've got Nick Rallis, who's the defensive coordinator, was the linebacker coach in Philly. Drew Petsing, as Bo mentioned, the new offensive coordinator that has long been rumored with our guy, Howard Balzer, our guy, Benjamin Albright, that is, he's been plug and play with John Gannon since day one. And then the aforementioned Jeff Rogers, then it gets interesting. Drew Terrell leaves the Washington commanders. What I think is a budding position coach coordinator and waiting right now, a, a full blown offensive coordinator and waiting bails on Eric Bieniemy with the changes coming there and says, no, 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 I'm going to take my talents to Arizona this is not, this is basically confirmed. He's going to be their passing game coordinator. He's going to help Drew Petzing. He's going to work with the receivers and backs to help Kyler Murray and the passing game. Speaking of helping Kyler Murray, I'm going to jump down there. Israel Wolfork, which is one of the diversity and inclusion hires with the Cleveland Browns a year ago, was formerly at the University of Miami, position coach, running backs, receivers, this, that, and the other. Impressed the hell out of Drew Petzing last year. was basically hand in hand with Drew Petzing as the uh, quarterback's coach with Cleveland. So Drew Petsing's like, I want you to come here and work with Kyler Murray. That's Israel's job. He's coming here, first-time QB coach, but not first-time offensive coach, now his second NFL team in as many seasons. That's a promotion. So you got guys being plucked, whether it's Rallis, Petsing. These guys, yes, they're all first-time coordinators, but they're all being promoted for their exceptional work last year. Nobody's backing into this job, right? Nobody's backing into, well, you had the 29th-ranked defense, Aaron Glenn or Vance Joseph. Let me give you the head coaching job. No, no, no. These are these are guys on the rise. This is what we hear from the McVays and the Shanahan's that you want. You want to build internally. And I, I saw a comment here. I think it was from Gannonball, Ball. Tremendous mm-hmm. comment. Cliff and VJ Vance Joseph were like divorced parents. Gannon and company are like <laughs> a, funct- a functional family. And right. is, it, There's a lot of truth to that
1: yeah bang bang gannon gang get excited about it lfg also from gannon ball got to be pumped yeah. about it yeah no doubt about it and that's what monty Austin Ford said that that was his mission statement i mean this was going to be a unified front this was going to be from the top of the organization from president and owner mike Bidwill to the gm yeah. to the coaching staff down to the people who make the smoothings smoothies at the smoothie bar in the facility like everybody who's going to work together for the same goal right and that's to make their way towards a lombardi trophy now they they understand and they're not naive like probably the previous regime like this is this they've, they've got a lot of work to do this is yeah. something that they're going to have a lot of blood sweat and tears are going to go on between now and the start of the regular season or even you know the preseason that that are going to be tough and they're going to have to make some tough decisions and they're going to have to embrace a full rebuild uh and, and surround like jonathan gannon has said their franchise quarterback kyler murray that we're still looking for you know a time frame on but you have to like that these are people that are all buying into Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin's force vision for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's take a look at some of these super chats real quick. Yeah, K.R. Gordon, up. of course, saying F the mainstream media. I think mostly it's just Barstool's been taking some shots at it called, you know, Jonathan Gannon, like a Pee Wee Herman lookalike, even though he's wearing a double breasted jacket, looked very suave, I think, in his in his introductory press conference. Uh, K.R. Gordon, thanks again for the 199 uh, super chat. When OC and K1 are in sync, proves haters wrong. And Johnny, to your point, I don't know if you've said it on the show, but you've said it many times before. It's like Monty Austinfort, Gannon, Kyler Murray, a lot of these people who are being getting these coordinator positions that people are saying, who the hell are they? They're going to have chips right yeah. on their shoulder that they're going to want to answer and, and, and do it by this team succeeding. And you got to love that.
0: I, I compare it. I know you don't want to compare yourself anytime to the Detroit Lions, but look what the Lions did in two seasons. They, they had a coach everybody made fun of, and I think Jonathan Gannon is much more qualified than Dan Campbell. Jared Goff, everybody had sold their stock, right? Nobody knew who Ben Johnson was. And their defense, Aaron Glenn, you know, even underachieved into 2022. And they flipped the script. They used that against everybody else. And at the culmination of year two, they were a winning team that really should have been in the playoffs. The Cardinals can follow that same script, and I think it can be exacerbated and accelerated into 2022 because the NFC is trash, and they could have Kyler Murray sooner rather than later. So I, I'm with you, Bo. I think this is one of these things. I don't know who pointed this out to me on Twitter. Jonathan Gannon and Kyler Murray talk every day. I don't think people understand how big of a rift there was between Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray dating back to training camp. They did not have a good relationship, and it, and it showed. And I would not be surprised if that was a big reason why the offense was so inefficient on top of just not being prepared as a team or as a unit. I mean, I don't I don't give two two rips if if Jonathan Gannon coaches defense or offense. He is a manager of people. He is a 53 manager of people. Nick Rallis is going to be calling the defense. Drew Petsing is going to be calling the offense. There are going to be times where Jonathan Gannon needs to spend 100% of the practice time with the offense. And that's okay because he's schemed up Some of the schemed against some of the very best offenses in the NFL in tune of allowing 14 total points in two playoff games in route to the Super Bowl. So to me, it's just like a true leader of men that can gravitas the locker room, get people excited, and most importantly, get people to buy in. I don't doubt that Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury may know more offensive philosophy and offensive play than Jonathan Gannon. But where he lacked was a sincere ability to lead a locker room. And to motivate guys. Yeah. And I, I think Jonathan Gannon, to me, his relatability, just the fact that everything you hear and you see from people in the industry, in the know, not Twitter, not the Twitter streets, but mm-hmm. people who are in the football community have said from day one, this is a head coach wait waiting. And for the fan base to say, get out of here, Jonathan Gannon, but for the front office, the ownership to say, we're going to pay you head coaching money. And for him to still leave, it says everything you need to know. It's like the yeah. fan, we love the fans, but Philadelphia, you don't run this team. Where they would they wanted to double down and bring him back. They wanted to make him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL. He said no. We came to Arizona. He wants to win? What's to win in Arizona?
1: We we will probably get to the Daniel Jeremiah draft because it was so absurd in my opinion. As far as I haven't the, even seen it. Oh well, how bad was uh, it? He has uh, the Cardinals taking Wilson over Anderson, the the pass rusher out of. Uh, Texas Tech and Anderson still on the board.
0: Doesn't run this team anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I I I think Daniel Jeremiah needs to be drug tested as far as that, and we'll get into a little bit later. And we love DJ, but I mean, to to your point on a lot of this, and then you see how he talks because you know Gannon obviously his background is defense, but there was also the the people saying that Jonathan Gannon is is has the ability. To be a better head coach than even a defensive coordinator, just I because of his leadership skills, and you're seeing that, and his vision for offense, and you, and, and that he probably he thinks of it. Working hand in hand with a guy like Drew Petzing, and and he's already talking about something that this fan base was absolutely just smashing their fists on their table watching this team play for the last few years under Cliff Kingsbury, where you continuously saw Kyler Murray in the shotgun and you never saw him get any help or put him in a situation to be successful. When you know it was just a, a jailbreak to the quarterback from opposing defenses, and he's already kind of talking about, hey, we're going to see him more under center. We're going to see him mm-hmm. less in the gun, and we're going to try to help prop our quarterback up with a solid offensive line. All of that is music to Arizona Cardinals fans' ears. Jonathan yeah. Gannon is nailing it so far, and this is a week beyond his, his introductory press conference.
0: I saw XFL teams over the weekend that were more prepared than the Cardinals yeah. were at times last year. I mean, it was it was laughable. It was like they were playing a different sport. We've talked about it. It was like a Division One AA team playing an SEC team on that first Saturday of college football. That's what the Cardinals look like with a ton of talent playing the Kansas city chiefs. It's beyond talent. It's, it's culture. It's buy-in. You got to strip it down. I mean, we, I heard Jeremiah Trotter very respected reporter and, and radio pundit basically say everything that he heard about Arizona toxic. And you had to start new with culture and Gannon is culture. He's a culture maker on top of Monty Austin Ford. it goes way further than just X's and goes. You guys are killing it with yeah. the super chats. Mostly our guy K Gordon. wait, i eight. I'm gonna try to add a lot of these up. 4.99 just for you boys. Love the show. Well, thank you. Love the content. Let's say this together. Buckle up, Red Sea. We love you, K Gordon. We're gonna double I'll down. Go up. Uh, another 4.99. Rumor has K1 wants to be coached hard. Cliff Wood and K1 will be league MVP soon. I mean, Ky- Kyler Murray and Jonathan Gannon appear to be lockstep, and that's exactly what I think. 99% of Cardinal fans wanted because it's like I I can't entertain drafting a quarterback early. I can't entertain moving off of Kyler Murray because we've seen Kyler Murray be elite. We know right. what it looks like. It, it exists. It's not like Daniel Jones who wants $45 million. try to talk yourself into his upside, which was 16 touchdowns this year. Kyler Murray, when he's cooking, is a league MVP candidate. So we should try to get that out of him instead of moving off of him or calling him damaged goods. And sometimes you need people just to put your arms around you, just like Bruce Arians did with a lot of this roster, when he got here in 2013, Bo, and basically said, I know everybody thinks you're a bust. DJ Humphreys, right? Or not DJ Humphreys, but you know you you know what I mean. Carson Palmer, I know mm-hmm. everybody thinks you're lost. I can turn you around and make you an MVP yeah. cal- caliber candidate again. That's what the best coaches do. It's not, yeah. we're just going to start anew. We're going to get rid of all these talented guys. No, coach them up.
1: Right. It's not these soft guys that went through the process this offseason. You heard about them and they were deterred reportedly by the quarterback. It's like you're not worth anything as a coach. If you think you can't look at a guy with a skill set like Kyler Murray and and be successful, get him back on the right track. I mean, that is soft, soft, soft talking. If, if any yeah. of those reports are true. Uh, but we've got more Super Chats here. Jason Sandoval jumping in here. What's he have to say? And all players at Gannon's Presser Speaks Volumes, absolutely. I mean, James Mm -hmm. Conner, Will Hernandez, who's a free agent to be. You had DJ Humphreys in the room. You had uh, Byron Murphy and Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray himself. Uh, There was a huge contingent of players. Zach Ertz, as you guys continue to kill the super chat here, um, You've got Eric Smith saying about uh, Petsing. With Petsing here, does that mean Brissett 2? That's an interesting connecting of the dots, one that we've been making for the last couple of weeks, right, Johnny? I mean, once we saw yeah. Petsing kind of tied, you look at what he was able to do with 11 games of Jacoby Brissett, and you saw Br- Brissett set career highs as far as quarterback efficiency stats. As far as QBR and QB rating, I mean, he, he was he was the best he's been in his career. I mean, I know that there's a ceiling to that, but when you're looking for a bridge potentially to Kyler Murray coming back from surgery, I think Percet would be a very smart move for Monty Austin for it in this team. I, I think it's their
0: first free agent signing. If I had to put money on it right now, if our friends at DraftKings put first free agent signing for the Arizona Cardinals come March, I think it would be about minus 200 that Jacoby Brissett is an Arizona Cardinal. And that's even with, I, I, you know, Kay Gordon asking, what's your prediction on Kyler Murray's return dollar 99 super chat. I think it returns sooner rather than later. I still expect him to miss games and I still, and having Jacoby Brissett there in the quarterback room, like Colt McCoy, not as a mentor, but just help him learn the offense. This is the first time in four years that he's not going to have the same offense that he did the prior year. And so be able to say, okay, Jacoby, you you played this offense at a fairly high level. You won games. You guys mucked shit up in Cleveland. What mm-hmm. is the key to this? What do I need to know? What are the intermediate pat? What does the intermediate passing game look like? What's the cadence, right? You know, I'm, I haven't played under you know center since high school. What's that about? Like, so I I think he's he's invaluable beyond just playing on the field. It's off the field as well, and it's that it's that Colt McCoy factor, right? But I think you get obviously a much more you know. You more much more athletic, a younger guy, thirty years old, and I, I expect him to be their starter to begin next season. I mean, you, it would have to be something completely out of left field. I I guess they could look at Colt McCoy and keep him under under staff under contract, but again, it just seems too perfect. You got two guys now on staff as your your OC and your quarterback coach that dealt with Jacoby every single day, and he he kept that team afloat when that embarrassment of the Deshaun Watson saga ran mm-hmm. through that franchise to their own doing and Jacoby was the consummate pro. People in Cleveland can't speak highly enough about him. Uh, that, that's that got to be one of the first things they do, and I think, again, it's all tailored out for you. Perfect transition. You go with who you know, Bo.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And Petsing is a guy that was challenging Watson as far as the player and uh, kind of working on his technique, working on his footwork. And if, when you watch Kyler Murray make too many kind of off-his-back-foot throws last season that his footwork – could certainly use some help. And if Petsing was going to dig in, and he did, and they had to kind of, obviously Watson was knocking some rust stuff off his his layoff from playing, but also he had uh, he had issues. Even though he led the league in passing the last time he was on the playing field with over 4,800 yards, it was something that Petsing viewed as important for his growth as a quarterback. So you like that that type of coach is going to come in and try to grow his game and develop Kyler Murray's game, just like he did the previous quarterbacks. And as far as, you know, Brissett. Being the guy there that that he can bounce any question off in the meeting rooms is perfect. Yeah,
0: I mean, it just to me this this team and we're gonna talk about it over the course of the next couple of weeks. Bo and I are gonna be at the combine next week, but th- this team is gonna be a blueprint of these coaches and this GM and the prior regime. They they're, they're gonna have some holdovers with contracts and draft status, mm-hmm. but this is not gonna be the Steve Kime show. So anytime you, you you think to yourself, well, he was a high draft. Hang on a second, there they they could potentially stay, and Isaiah Simmons could get his fifth year option picked up or mm-hmm. not. You know he could be dealt or he could stay. Yeah. Any, everything's on the table unless you're a rookie on a cheap ass you know rookie contract, or you're Kyler Murray, or you're Buda Baker, and you're solidified. Mm. Everything's on the table. This team, Monty Austin Ford, in my opinion, had to be courted to come here. And then he had to court Jonathan Gannon to come here and get him excited yeah. about that. He's not doing that to say, well, then you got to go with what this prior regime just failed at doing. They're going to want to do what worked for them. And what worked for Jonathan Gannon was, well, I don't know, a generational defense in Philadelphia. Now, if there are pieces here that work, yeah, then, okay, I can implement Isaiah Simmons. I can implement Zayvon Collins and maybe, Bo, they give him a year to do that.
1: Yeah, But I feel you
0: get, like, go ahead. Finish your thought. I feel like the number one, one of the top questions we're getting on Twitter is what's going to happen with Isaiah Simmons? And I would just say there are numerous linebackers who started for Philadelphia who were mentored by Nick and John who are free agents. And I would say that is, if I'm Isaiah Simmons, I, I, I better be at every workout. I better be at every OTA. I better be on the phone trying to learn the playbook. Because if not, you make your, yourself expendable real quick. That's not a threat. It's just Isaiah Simmons was the eighth pick in the draft. He was talking yeah. to our guy, DJ White, off air today, basically stating, if you're going to pay Isaiah Simmons, you're going to pick up a fifth-year option, you're going to pay him, he needs to be top five at his position. And if he's not, that's wasted money, especially for an off-the-ball linebacker. You can go out, you can justify Byron Murphy corner, Zach Allen defensive line, premium positions. But we just saw with the Chicago Bears not want to pay Roquan Smith, who had made Pro Bowls. So Isaiah Simmons, this is this is a, I would say a rocky time. Who by wasn't at the press conference? That I mean, let's just try to read between the lines here. I know he didn't have a great relationship with Vance Joseph. Like, what is he? Austin Fort, Gannon, they're gonna have to figure that out, or could be time to move on.
1: Look, they want guys that love football and you got to figure like, out where he stands as far as it? his passion for the game. And it's, it, they're going to weed, you know, those guys are going to get weeded out. The, the previous regime didn't give a shit about it. Like, no. You showed up and you and looked like you were doing your job. That was fine enough for them and they were complacent. And that was a big issue with this team. Uh, I mean, but this, when I asked uh, Gannon, you know, how he wants to utilize Isaiah Simmons, you know, he viewed him as a versatile guy. So I mean, the fact that you don't view him as a is a is a off the ball linebacker, it doesn't mean his 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 days as an Arizona Cardinal are over. I, I think yeah. that he's he's obviously somebody that has the skill set that you can put out there. Hopefully that you can you can kind of un unlock the beast a little bit. Uh I, I think that Zaven Collins has the edge just because he's got he's he's gonna go into his third year. He's, he's off cheap. a season where he's playing basically hundred percent of the snaps every game. He's going to be he's going to be that linebacker spot. And then it'll be interesting to see if, if Gannon wants to invest, reinvest money wise, cap dollar wise in his his linebackers from his previous team. Is, is their knowledge of his system that important? Sure, it makes uh, sense. But don't you think he has the confidence him and, and Rollins to uh, to develop maybe cheaper guys? Go go find somebody in the mid rounds.
0: Well, we already we already saw them working on a linebacker, but he yeah. freaked out at the Senior Bowl. Uh, it was a projected <laughs> Day Three pick. Uh, T.J. Edwards, guys, undrafted. They didn't. Yeah. He wasn't drafted. He had a higher PFF grade, which is not the end all be all, than Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. And uh, if it you was guys want to say well,
1: yeah, he was unbelievable. He had sixty tackles, and ten of them
0: were on the line of scrimmage. He was a beast. They prioritize pressure defensive line play and cover guys, Darius Slay and James Bradbury. That's what they believe will win. Now, I still think there's room for a a stud, you know, Fred Warner inside linebacker to go sideline the sideline. But to me, it's just this prior regime. What did them in was poor draft and developing. And part of that was horseshit evaluations at positions that don't really matter, don't really matter. And at the end of the day, didn't prioritize what does matter, which is line of scrim- scrim- scrimmage play. Go look at Tennessee's roster. I did a deep yeah. dive when Austin Ford was hired. How many high draft picks or high free agent dollar linebackers are there? Zero on the team.
1: So in New England outside I think of that Gerard makes Dale. my point, though. I mean, is, yeah. as much of familiarity and as much of a dog as TJ Edwards is, you're probably priced out on him and what you want to invest in that position. You still That's need to, uh, especially no in this. Re- yeah. Especially in this, when you're staring down this rebuild, you got to start to invest in the premium positions and get back on right the ship from the previous regime that was so off base as far as how they were approaching that. So many super chats, but let's get to a couple of our. I need to talk to you about my trip to Salt Lake where I had the worst beer ever. It was such a, so nice to get back into the airport and there was that sweet, sweet, just oasis. It was Four Peaks. There it was with their delicious beer. They had everything on tap that I wanted from their flagship Kilt Lifter. You got your Wow Wheat. You got so many different options as far as great tasting brews at Four Peaks. That trump anything that that state of Utah has. I'm not piling on like Charles Barkley. I just made this. This uh, I, I I had to. I tested it for myself, and it wasn't even close. We are spoiled here in Arizona with our top brewery in Four Peaks. We're excited. We're so pumped that we're still partnering with them. We're not doing our last Wednesday tomorrow. We'll be back at that in March, but you can hang out. Go for yourself. Have yourself a couple beers at Four Peaks, 8th Street and Tempe. Also, you've got the great food there, appetizers, entrees, and desserts. They've always got a nightly special, and, of course, the, the atmosphere. I mean, KD going to make his son's debut. Why don't you take in a son's game at Four Peaks because it's synonymous with having a great time drinking a beer and watching a game. Go hang out. Four peaks. Gotta be 21 years or older. Check them out online at peaks.com. And of course, on your socials, Four Peaks Brew.
0: All right. Let's talk about DraftKings, America's favorite sportsbook, sports app, uh, top-rated. <laughs> um, right now, so many quality NFL futures to be had. Case in point, Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna tell you right now, my DraftKings pick of the week. Aaron Rodgers, future odds on DraftKings Jets plus. 150. get another elite-level quarterback out of the NFC so my Arizona Cardinals can make the playoffs. Listen, in all seriousness, if you're not on DraftKings, what are you doing? This is the best time of year. I know NFL just ended, but hear me out. Pretty soon, we're going to have a boatload of NFL draft prop bets that you're going to be able to get right around the combine. I think that's when they dropped last year. You're also going to be able to get uh, first-pitch baseball You're going to be able to get, I don't know, a little thing called March Madness. My guy Bo just talked about Kevin Durant debuting as a son. I'm jealous if this is the first time you've been on DraftKings because if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, if you use the promo code, you guessed it, PHNX, new customers can bet a mere $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. You don't even have to win. You can bet it on whatever you want, a five spot right now. Money line, spread, prop, whatever you want. Buy Bones, get $200 in bonus bets instantly, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, only with promo code PHNX, minimum age, and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You guys are unbelievable today with the comments, with the super chats. We missed you all so very much. Like this video. Help share it around the old YouTube algorithm.
1: All right. So, is is, is 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 our guy Gordon was he just crushing it on DK on the Sportsbook app? Is that why he's got he some money spent in the Super Chat?
0: He's, he's flushed with cash. I'm going to go rapid fire. K Gordon, he's going to get his own segment. 999 <laughs> $9. $9. <laughs> Super Sicker. You are the man. All right, boys, do we do we keep Captain No Sleeve? Who's Captain No Sleeve? Is that Will Hernandez? Is that Is that uh Justin Pugh? I don't know who Captain No Sleeve is. is. he on the Defensive line? I'm trying to think. I don't know.
1: <clears throat> he also mentioned. He's, he's still in Go the ahead. chat, so he can follow up. So we'll yeah. see. A
0: couple more bootlegs, exclamation yeah. point. Please, God. Russell Wilson asking his peak years in Seattle. Also, Johnny, first signing was a tight end from Philly. You love to see it. They poached somebody off their practice squad. Uh, <laughs> I think Cardinals tight end room is going to be one of the best units on the team next year. That goes without saying. And then another ninety nine. What makes me like JG the most? Gets uh goes out and gets an OC and a DC right away yep. like true OCs in DC like Cliff ne- never really had a play caller he called mm-hmm. the plays and then Vance Joseph he was the defensive coordinator but he was kind of parading it around as like the co head coach like everybody's got clearly defined roles K Gordon another dollar ninety nine he's talking about he's Buddy Morris it rain
1: super chat yes
0: Buddy Morris we don't know if Buddy Morris is coming back uh there have been some people who have said he's he's the heart of this team we got to get him back but also a lot of people, I might be in this camp. This team gets hurt a lot. Maybe get some new people in there running your strength and conditioning program that are like, I don't know, you know, up on tech a little bit here. Let's do some nutrition stuff again, not knocking buddy Morris. It's just like that guy putting together the turf for Super Bowl
1: 57, the sod father. (laughs) And
0: the people are out there tripping on shit. Like maybe let's get some new folks in here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I mean, speaking of the father, I hope that Jonathan Gannon's, one of his first moves was to be Bane in in the Dark Knight Rises and just blew that turf out just to smithereens. There's just just a giant hole right now, and they just have to recreate turf so the Cardinals don't have to spend another training camp and season on that bad turf. Uh, Trenton Smith hit us with a 199 sticker. Big thanks to Trenton Smith and everybody who's hit us up so far as far as the Super Chats go. Uh, somebody asked me if I spend as much time at Four Peaks as I say. Look, you don't have to. You can go find it in your grocery store as far as that your your convenience store, you can find Four Peaks beer anywhere and I can tell you that I enjoy it on a nightly basis, no doubt about it.
0: Jean-Paul, we had a lot of
1: hold-ins. Uh, the training camp last year uh, was
0: a joke. Uh yeah. nobody practiced, Bo was there every day, Country Club, they were serving mimosas on the sideline. Legitimately, <laughs> nothing was accomplished other than Greg Dorch kicked ass in training camp. Then he kicked ass in the preseason. And when he was allowed to play and out of Kingsbury's doghouse because Rondell Moore got hurt again, uh, he got to play and and prospered and was their best receiver outside of Hopkins last
1: year. There were two hold ends and you know, how do you evaluate them? You know, after the season, as far as Marcus golden, it didn't seem like it was worth it to go back to negotiating table. But you know, at that point there was nobody that they had on that roster. That was a proven pass rush commodity you know, they had two third-round rookies. They had Victor Dumacage, who had a nice preseason. And they had Dennis Gardeck, who was a year removed from ACL surgery, that you expected a little bit more production than you got from him. Uh, but, no, I mean, so they, they negotiated at least another year with uh, the Junkyard Dog. And then you had the, the, the illness from DJ Humphreys. He signs the deal. He's miraculously healed. And then you only get, you know, a few, you know, half a season from him this year. For going on IR with a back injury, K Gordon's out of his mind. You yeah. are the man. Nineteen ninety nine, we love you, K
0: Gordon. oh8 Ron Rando twenty. Just love this cast, man. Johnny and Bo, good with my <laughs> jokes. We love everybody. Uh, but report the earliest card news. This is the number one place for card news. Subscribe. Well, how I appreciate that. First of all, very generous, uh, K Gordon. How about some cards news? Uh, from some sauces uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend, talking with people close to Jonathan Gannon. Here's a little insight maybe that you haven't heard from anywhere else. Uh, we can confirm Brian Flores was never officially offered the job with the Arizona Cardinals. That did not happen. So whether or not there was some misconception in the media, we were obviously down that day that Jonathan Gannon, or excuse me, that Brian Flores was not in the mix any longer. But ball, as we talked about off air, maybe he was kind of reading the tea leaves that it, it was Gannon's job to lose at that point, even that late in the conversation. They, they had been waiting for Jonathan Gannon's team to lose in the postseason. Yeah. The Eagles just kept winning. I think it's conceived, had the Eagles lost to, it's laughable now, but the Giants or the Niners, he would have been named the coach a hell of a lot sooner. he had been putting the staff together. You don't hear names about his staff unless they had a plan in place that they were going to attack. And so, I mean, it makes you think, like, the Sean Payton saga, that was probably a rouge, just doing your due diligence. It had all been leading up to to Jonathan Gannon. So if you hear people say, well, they got their last choice, I, I think, is it naive to say this was their first choice, Bo?
1: It seemed like it, right? I mean, Albert Breer's reporting and then Monty Austin confirming that at Jonathan Gannon's uh, press conference that he was basically, he had identified Gannon last summer when he started to prepare to become a general manager when he was working on the Titan staff. And he was somebody that had the it factor, Gannon was, according to Monty Austinfort, and that they had a lot of things in common as far as how they viewed how to build a, a franchise. So he was gonna, it seemed like he wanted to hold out until at least he spoke to Gannon. And if Gannon, it really feels like Gannon was the leader in the clubhouse and guys like Lou Anarumo had to blow their doors off. And he did to even really get consideration to become a finalist. And that's that's impressive. That's a testament to Gannon. Uh, But you also really have to like, you know, that, that Gannon, it, the, the biggest thing when he was hired is like, well, oh shit, where do they go with the coordinator position? And he quickly answered that. I mean, he went yeah. right, right into it. He said within those 48 hours, obviously he talked to the coaches that were on the staff, cliff his staff and figured out what to do with them. We still are waiting the fates of guys like Spencer Whipple and Cam Turner. Uh, we don't, I I would assume that, They probably don't come back, right? I don't have anything as far as that. Uh, Just looking at how things have kind of transpired with this and Rodgers has come back. Uh, And I like that, you know, throughout this process, despite them waiting to talk to Gannon, that they took some time to talk to very impressive football coaches in this league, up-and-comers, guys like Sean Payton who have had a lot of success here. And Michael Bidwell, Monty Austin Ford sat down with them and got their ideas of how they would build a, a team, a roster, and, and get this team back on the right track after so many years of Michael Bidwell just kind of getting that from his buddy Steve Kime. Like it's 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 refreshing that they're reaching out to very intelligent football minds. And then they continued that in the in searching for coordinators. Even though Gannon had his guys, they go out and they talk to a Drew Terrell, who's a a coordinator on the rise potentially, or a future coordinator, future coach, local product. It looked, you know, before when they reached out to him, the enemy deal hadn't happened. Right. Uh, and then he became available. And just having a conversation him about an OC job, you, you were able to get him for another job and you got to kind of help your, your coaching staff by putting another impressive invi- individual on that staff. It's just, I, I think it's, it's chef kiss to, to Gannon early on so far in building the staff. But I do agree yeah. too. I think, I think that some experience is what's going to, how he's going to finish this thing off. Yeah,
0: and we'll, let's talk about that right now, because I know a lot of people, you know, Mike Zimmer was floated out there by our own Howard Bolzer. We've been talking to some people in the know. I don't know who the name is going to be. I've been here, Munchak, for, I don't know, the last 72 hours, dating back to last week. I didn't know if he was going to come on as the O-line coach, but now they have a new offensive line coach. So, does that eliminate his position? I wouldn't say that that's necessarily the case. Because whomever they're going to hire as the senior you know, advisor, dual not dual, but assistant head coach, is going to be bigger than just one singular unit. It's either going to be on offense or defense. Uh, they're going to hire an assistant head coach of note, somebody that has come through the NFL ranks, maybe that's been a head coach before, that, that Jonathan Gannon can lean on. I think it's good to have Jeff Rogers there for some familiarity with the Arizona Cardinals. Not that you want to mirror too much of what the prior regime did. But I, I think we're going to get a coordinator, or head coach X of note to come here and be Gannon's default, one of his default number twos, a kind of a floater senior advisor. Um, I don't think it's a home run that it will be Zimmer. That's Mm -hmm. an interesting dynamic put out there by our guy, Howard Balzer, because Gannon and Petsing for the longest time reported to Zimmer. So this would kind of be a restructure of all that. And you got Zimmer, You know, with the unfortunate tragedy surrounding his son in November, does he want to jump back into the rigors of the NFL? He was a special advisor to our guy, Prime, with our phones over at um, DMVR uh, with with the University of Colorado. Does he stay there? And then, you know, I I think there's Pat Shermer's being being thrown around in there. I think Munchak would be a huge get because of what he could do. And we've got a first-time offensive line coach. So Mm -hmm. they're going to get somebody to come in. I'm already impressed with the staff, though. And my original point was going to be, we talked about this on this show. If you guys remember, we felt like it was going to be Petsing's job to to lose as OC, and the rest of these interviews kind of felt like feelers to come join the staff in other ways. Mm -hmm. And that's what you get with Drew Terrell. Uh, We're going to steal him from Washington, which one of their best units outside their defensive line has been their receiving core, with scary Terry McClellan and Curtis Samuel and Johan Dotson, the fantastic rookie out of Penn State. You get him and you say, okay, we're going to – maybe pay you a little bit more money. We're going to give you kind of a passing game coordinator title, and you can come here and be a coordinator in waiting. I think that's fantastic. That's what smart teams do. This is the best staff. In my opinion, I've seen a lot of people make this comparison since Arians was here. This is the first true staff where you feel like there are air parents and layers to guys that have NFL and college experience and scouting that can come in and you can elevate year after year. This is something that they're going to work on and develop over 12, 18, 24 months. This is not flash in the pan. Let's go throw a bunch of money at this ex-coordinator and hope it works out. Right. To just fire a guy 12 months later.
1: Well, it's like petsing you worked with Jacoby Brissett. And at the end of the season, sure, you worked with a guy as talented as Deshaun Watson. It's not like bringing over Hackett, who coached Aaron Rodgers. Is like, do you re-? I mean, that's like being Tiger Woods' caddy, right? I mean, for the most part, it's the star that's doing all the work. Sure, you're doing. You're giving them some good advice, but I'd rather see the guy that can prop up a guy like Jacoby Brissett because that's the challenge you're going to face right out of the gates potentially as an as the Arizona Cardinals staff in their first season without your star quarterback. And of course, you want to get your star quarterback back on track as well. And then like the diversity on the on the staff as far as a former wide receivers coach from Washington, where you can see the results. I mean, yeah. if it was the quarterbacks coach, I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Like we saw Carson Wentz continue to kind of flounder, and Taylor Heineke was fine, and you know Sam Howell, we don't know. But that group, that wide receiver core in Washington, you say, yeah, Jahan Dotson was solid as a rookie, and Terry McLaurin continued to take strides, being one of the best receivers in the league, or at least in in the top ten. So it's 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 guys that you're bringing over that are tied to some very impressive units. In this league, including Nick Rollis, who's your new defensive coordinator with the linebacking core in Philadelphia. Let's get to this super chat. JJ,
0: if we trade D Hop, would it be worth trading him after June first to save 20 million as opposed to 10 million before? I think it's like the difference between 18 and 8. Um, you'd have to get D to to go and pass the physical. He was hurt at the end of the year. I think you could do, you know, a trade and delay and say, okay, the trade's not going to be made official. But then again, you know, after June first is after the NFL draft. I would say they probably would want to do it before just so they can get the draft capital. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. We haven't talked about D-Hop a lot. Uh, everything that we've heard from our guy, Jordan Schultz, and company is DeAndre Hopkins going to be playing for a different team next year. Now, maybe Jonathan Gannon, who, by the way, ha- I, at least I haven't seen him be asked that question about D-Hop. We'll certainly ask it next week at the NFL Combine. But I I feel like we're going to get traction on D-Hop like, mm-hmm. pretty soon because it's not a signing. It's a trade. And we're going to have these dominoes, whether it's Rodgers or Derek Carr. And by the way, if you looked at the big steaming pile of garbage that is the wide receiver free agent market, it's not very good. You could be the bell of the ball. We remember when the D-hop trade got done. It was at the combine with Steve Kime and Bill O'Brien once upon a time. Does the D-hop trade out of town get done next week, Bo? That's a good
1: question. I I got an interesting email. I get odds updates uh, straight to my email. And and this one was via bookies.com. And DeAndre mm. Hopkins, his 2023 team odds now, the Arizona Cardinals are the favorite, and that's really? that's gone a long way. So it was what it, uh, our our GM Saul I think got him at plus 2200, 1200. It was it was it was great odds for him to return to Arizona, or not great odds for him to return to Arizona, but great for Saul. But now yeah. they're plus 350. Uh, mm. The implied probability on that is 22.2 percent. Next behind them are the Patriots. You're still looking at the big Bill O'Brien problem there, but you don't have the no trade clause for DeAndre Hopkins. But I don't yeah. know if Monty Austin for wants to immediately kind of burn a bridge with one of the favorite players in recent uh, franchise memory. And then those bears are plus 550 uh at, at third highest favorite for Deon- DeAndre Hopkins services. It's really going to, I think they explore it. I think they, they look into it, obviously, they they look at what they can get in return, what they would have to eat and absorb as far as cap. But if they can get any like true value, like as, as far as draft capital, I think it's something that could be truly mutually beneficial for two sides. Yeah, I, I agree with
0: that. And again, you don't just want to give them away. You have to get something of substance, and then you have to get a significant relief in in your salary cap. This this this, this roster has to look different. I, I we we fall in love with, fall in like with players right now yeah. because this, this franchise won four games last year. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been available for a full season since the Cardinals traded for him in 2020. I love D-Hop, but he's old and expensive right now, and he could put another team over the top, whereas the Cardinals are in a little bit of a flux position. That gets me to my next super chat from our guy, K. Gordon, above or below 500 for 2023. Too soon to tell. Ask us again. Ask me again after the draft. I'll give you a definitive answer, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's it's a, they're going to be a lot better than last year on and off the field. They're going to be more buttoned up. They're going to be better prepared. They're going to put on a more quality performance that you Arizona Car- Cardinal fans can be proud of than whatever that was last year. Four right. wins, one win at home in 16 months, and I know a lot of people are pissed and rightfully so that they've jacked up season ticket prices, so that better include updated uniforms if you're dishing out some of that cash. But um, they know they have to be better, and
1: I, I listen –
0: everything that they're doing right now tells me that they, they feel like they're going to button up as a big boy franchise. Yeah.
1: Violent, explosive, smart. That's what Jonathan Gannon is, is described what he envisions this this team being. Um, But yeah, I mean, look, we, we don't, we love watching Deandre Hopkins play football. I I think that he gives you the best chance to be as competitive, be competitive next season than anybody on that roster. But, you know, to, this is you're staring down a rebuild and does he want to be a part of it? Do you want, or do you, do you, can you cash in at this point in his career? Cause it's bad business to just have a good player on a bad team. It, it is. I mean, it, it's, it's, we don't want to watch him for another season go out mm-hmm. there and command close to 30% of the targets and put up numbees, but then the team suck, right? I mean, this team has to get better across the board. And sometimes at this point at this stage in a rebuild, the, you have those, those star players become casualties in order to create assets to expedite a rebuild. It's just reality. There are teams that have shown you in the last
0: calendar year how to do this and still be successful on the fly. The Giants have shown you. The Lions have showed you. Teams in the conference that you're in, the Seahawks have shown you. They took more arrows than anybody from this show and others. Yeah. when They traded Russell Wilson. They made the playoffs. They aced their draft. They got new people in the building. They got people out of the building. So. Uh, we we're going to be just be open to suggestions, open to new ideas and interpretations. I think it would be foolish to say, run it back with a new coaching staff. It'll work better. Steve Kime built this roster. Steve Kime was the big, even more so than Cliff Kingsbury and Vince Joseph was the biggest culprit for this team's failure. This franchise being poisoned from within with Steve Kime. Steve Kime is gone now. And so if you were a Steve Kime draft pick or a free agent signing of notes, you're on watch. You're on watch, unless your name is Kyler Murray or Budu in my opinion.
1: But also with Seattle and how they were able to kind of find success through a rebuild, right? It was they were able to obviously flip a big time asset, Russell Wilson, for draft capital, and then get immediate returns on that was because they went out, they identified players that were 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 physically and athletically and fast, it, like they they had everything that you would want, and then those guys. They were ahead of schedule as far as what their impact was going to be on a week-to-week basis, and some, especially in this league where it's kind of a young man league, you can yeah. you can get guys, you can kind of find lightning in a bottle right away if you if you invest correctly in the draft. And man, I love the 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 Cardinals' future outlook at that because not only is there is their GM and their assistant GM have such a in-depth scouting background, twenty-plus years with both. Sears and Monty Austin for it, but also your head coach. Your head coach yeah. started, he was a scout as well. He knows what he's looking for, and that's, that's I, exciting.
0: Yeah, I know what I'm looking for on Daily Fantasy, Bo, and it is our friends at Underdog Fantasy. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, Johnny, fantasy sports are irrelevant. The NFL's done. You couldn't be more wrong person who thinks that. Daily <laughs> Fantasy right now with the NBA is the hottest Ticket in town, especially when you can get sweet, sweet number 35 in your lineup. Kevin Durant for the Phoenix Suns right around the corner. Underdog Fantasy does daily fantasy sports differently. You can draft your team against five of your friends. High-scoring squads for the night wins that cold, hard cash. Draft up to six NBA players. No positional limits. That's it. Tell you what, Underdog Fantasy, your lineup's going to look like whatever the hell that was in the NBA All-Star game the other night when you're putting up almost 200 points. After four quarters, you love to see it. You love to make money and you love to do it with underdog fantasy and all serious, but we talk about it. Uh, I get more inquiries on underdog fantasy than I do. Damn near anybody else saying is this is legit. I've heard about it. I don't know what to do. I've never played daily fantasy. Couldn't be more easier to get started. All you got to do, go to underdog download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX. Get this underdog is going to match your first deposit. Up to $100. You like free money? I do, too. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Put in the promo code PHNX. Put in a five spot. They'll match it. 10, 20, 30, 40, up to 100 bones. If you're a new customer, slam promo code PHNX, Underdog Fantasy, Bo. It's where it's at. Get in on the action today.
1: Speaking of dogs, producer Emma watched my dog. I was was out of town. Took care of my guy, Cade. He's in great spot. Emma's a rock star. She also noticed our living room setup, which is unbelievable, thanks to my wife and thanks to more furniture. We took advantage, of course, of their white glove delivery. They delivered it. They put together. They got rid of all the the trash from the, the packaging, got rid of that, and put the furniture exactly where we want it. So our living rooms dialed in. Our bedrooms dialed in. Our kids' room, it looks great. Our guest room now, it's almost there. We're going to take advantage of a lot of the offers that they've got. With more furniture. you Check them out right now, morefurniture.com. You can look at some of their customizables. You can chat online, live local chat there. You can go into their store there, Forty Four Street McDowell. You can check out their limited time door busters. There's a couple chairs. We, they've got the uh, power recliner that we actually have in our studios right now, where we kind of lounge and watch games here. They've got that on sale for less than 500 bucks. You got to check it out, morefurniture.com. That's M O. Furniture.com, and you're going to just dial in your, your living situation with the best furniture you can possibly get.
0: Right on cue, our friends at Pro Football Focus, Brad Spielberger, uh, <laughs> put together five trades to watch out for the 2023 NFL season. D hop to the New York Giants for a second and a fifth in the 2023 NFL draft and a modest extension. A two and I mean, a five.
1: A two and a five, and then they're going to take on DeHop's salary, and yep, then they're going to pay lives. Danny Dimes forty five million bucks and Saquon Barkley. Where are they getting all what this take? money?
0: They're going to cut Kenny Galladay's ass because okay. that guy sure. has been right. Has been, but uh, he's been terrible. Uh right. The Giants, I mean, who are they even paying? They're they're going to let Saquon go? I think that their team their team isn't good. You know who's good? Brian Dable's good. What do you mean they're uh, not I've good? Been, no, that team's terrible. That's, a, that's yeah, a- but they little- leaned on Barkley. And now they're going to lead on D They're going to get a passing game. They didn't have a passing game last year. We're going to take their second round pick and their fifth round pick. And we're going to get some cash. We're going to go out and sign free agents. But after we sign some free agents, Bo, we're going to make the third overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. You mentioned at the top of the show, the ultimate tease that Daniel Jeremiah, hopefully a future friend of the program at the NFL mm-hmm. combine next week, did something that is borderline draft malpractice. Um, he had the Cardinals <laughs> passing on Will Anderson jr for a player that played in the ACC – no, I'm sorry, in the Big 12 for Cliff Kingsbury's alma mater. Care to explain what the hell is going on with Daniel Yeah,
1: so our friend DJ White on social media tagged us in his explanation, which he was doing with the draft expert Lance Zerline, who's usually pretty solid as far as this stuff goes. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but looking at it, the idea that the Arizona Cardinals would pass on a guy like – anderson in favor of wilson coming out of the texas tech where they are not known for playing the defensive side of the football despite jordan brooks playing at a high level for the seahawks up there at the linebacker position i just you would pass on a guy who who starred at bama who's probably one of the best edges that they've ever produced was a tackle for loss machine as far as getting to the quarterback and also shutting down run games you would pass on him and in favor of a, a, a just a lottery ticket kind of type player out of Texas Tech, like I'm not for that. Look, if you're gonna trade down and you like Wilson at like six or seven or no, eight, no, fine. No, Wait, no come no. on, man. No. At least open your mind to, to no. something that way. But if it's if it's they're sticking and picking and they like Wilson over Anderson, like I like I've said already numerous times, I trust Monty, I trust Sears, I trust Gannon in their scouting ability, but I'm skeptical if they would choose a guy like Wilson over Anderson.
0: Uh, Somebody needs to tell Daniel Jeremiah, Steve Kime no longer works for this franchise. (laughs) We're not doing Andy Isabella versus DK Metcalf anymore. It's not Panera Bread University over (laughs) the SEC. The third overall pick needs to be an SEC ass kicker and Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. And I will tell Monty Austin Ford as much next week. Um, I'm going to say you can only draft two players in this first round that are here right now in this building, Monty. Uh, And I think you know who the two players are. Cause they're huge men and they dominated and they kicked ass like only they could that's a joke uh I'm sorry I can't I can't even entertain that so it's, it's not a good sign when you do a mock draft and then you have to quote tweet it, or give an explanation after the fact right. because it's so egregious we're we are blessed blessed beyond belief that the Cardinals got and earned this third overall pick and you know the Seahawks floundered at the end of the year in one games they weren't supposed to and this that and the other we got the third overall pick we celebrated that in week 18 last year. And on top of it, it's a loaded quarterback class. Quarterbacks are going to go before and after the Cardinals. Even the Cardinals and their rigid, uneven draft history cannot mess this up. It's the perfect time to have a new GM and head coach. The foundation of what made the Philadelphia Eagles a generational defense was building on their pass rush. Now, I don't think that means that they're not going to go out and add pass rush help. People have been asking us, are they going to re-sign Zach Allen? I don't know. Zach Allen wasn't drafted by Monte Austin for it, and he wasn't coached by Jonathan Gannon. There are a couple ass kickers that played in the front seven at Philadelphia defense that are going to be available in March. Some, something to keep an eye on. A couple linebackers, a couple corners, right? Uh, just to me, it's like don't fall in love with these players, fall in life, but fall in love with Will Anderson. Please, Daniel Jeremiah, put the tape back on. This guy for Texas Tech, he had seven sacks in the Big 12. If you're... Taking this guy over Will Anderson, you better have set the motherfucking sack record in the joke <laughs> circus clown Big 12. You better yeah. add six sacks in one game, not seven sacks for the year. You know, Cliff Kingsbury be laughing at you taking that pick. He'd be in his yeah. mansion laughing. What are the Cardinals doing? They were terrible.
1: Looking at his breakdown here, his first edge rusher off the board, question mark, over Will Anderson, double question mark, exclamation point. He's saying there's a lot of love for Wilson around the league. His combination of size, length, and product- production Ooh, has teams very intrigued. But it, it's just not as sh- a sure thing, I think, as Will Anderson. I think pick and spreads did a good breakdown. Obviously, try Ree Wilson and, and what he brings to the table. 6'6", six, 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 275, wingspan, like the Greek freak. Unbelievable power and athleticism. That's great insight from our guy pick and spreads. But I still like what I've seen in the productivity from Will Anderson against you know, a lot tougher talent in, in, in competition than, than Wilson saw playing for the, the Red Raiders there. So I think that his bosses, Daniel Jeremiah's bosses at the NFL net, uh, Network said, hey, we need something that's going to get a little few more clicks than just, you know, the status quo as far as these mock drafts Definitely. throw wrinkle in there. And unfortunately, the Arizona Cardinals become the easy team. To have make the bad decisions due to Steve Kimes draft record previous to this. I just don't think Monty Austin has the has the most to do that.
0: Y'all are just bored because th- these quarterback trades are going to be enough intrigue. It's going to be like the NFL right. draft of two years ago with Trey Lance and Zach Wilson and Trevor. L- like that's where the meat of this draft is going to come from. Let us do our thing and take the best player in the draft that's not a quarterback. And that is not a DN from Texas Tech. Who's already twenty-two, by the way? Who had seven sacks last year? All That's right, a joke. 22. You know, you know who's fallen in love with this kid? People in the top ten in the back half. We're in the VIP. They're in the they're in the line outside waiting. It was like me in fast pass trying to get on and and moving past all those people at standby at Disneyland. It was like me right right through getting on Splash Mountain and Stiff armor and all those poor bastards. <laughs> Every minute wait times. They're drafting people from the from the Big Twelve. Not me. I'm getting SEC talent. All right, what I want to do. We got so many super chats. You guys are fantastic. We're going to do super chat rapid fire. And I'm going to click the buttons, producer Jacob, because th- that's Emma. Is- Emma. I thought so Jacob was here. Emma's here too. Well, yeah. Emma might not want me pushing buttons here. Yeah, I know that.
1: Right. She We're hates your guts right now. All right, I'm
0: not here. I'm so what, Johnny, up. Johnny, go ahead. Yeah. Just make sure you get through all of them. But yeah, I, I will. I love all nice. these peeps. All right, rapid fire $1.99, brother numsy. We got to fix our cornerback room and our wide receiver room. Lot needs fixed. Lot needs fixed. Yeah. This team, this team needs fixed.
1: I, I'm interested as far as those rooms. Obviously, uh, the artist formerly known as Robbie Anderson, he's gone. What happens though with a guy like Greg Dorch? Ch- <laughs> Did you see changed his name? The chosen. Yeah, some people chosen Anderson in that chosen what? Chosen but to be unemployed. How does this how does this new front office, how does this new coaching staff will they try to get a guy like Greg Dorch back? Or do they feel like we're just gonna let him walk. How does Greg Dorch feel about the organization? About Anytime his number was called, he produced, but then he had uneven playing time. But absolutely, Marco Wilson, I think, is the only guy that right now in the c- cornerback's room that you can say, hey, you have any shred of trust as far as that, that position goes, because then you've got Murphy and, and uh, Hamilton that are both impending free agents. Brother Numsey again,
0: our guy, 499. Thank you so much, Brother Numsey. Bo, just joking about the four peaks. JV, get us some receivers that want to ball out. How about get us some receivers over six foot? Um, I, I, you can send me any scouting report you want. The first thing I'm going to check on the uh, scouting report for a wide is his measurables. How tall is he? Yeah. Because I have, I have a complex now. If a receiver is my height, I don't want him on the Cardinals. Uh, five six. Thank you guys so much. By the way, posting a nice photo with my wife, my lovely wife at Disneyland, and everybody's like, "Did they let you ride the rides?" Okay, cool oh, guys. Man. Cool guys. Can I just have a can I have a day off? All right. Uh Johnny uh 5 for Johnny to crack a four peaks throughout my fridge waiting for me K Gordon we love you brother 499 uh K Gordon or brother Numzy again K Gordon bro ham chill out you're not a card fan he is a fan and he's a fan of this show as are you brother Numzy dollar 99 we appreciate you K Gordon back what's the chances of one of you accepting one of my game ride on the season tickets we go we jump on a podcast we would love that. We're pretty busy on game days. Uh, Bo's at the stadium. I'm hosting post game with our guys, Damian Anderson and um, and Frank Sanders. But uh, we'll be there. We'll be there in spirit. Hold down the fort at State Farm Stadium. We need more people in Cardinals gear at the at the stadium. K. Gordon again. Different world for Bidwell, Bo. We what we do feel for his future and how he handles this franchise in the future. Michael Bidwell, what would you what grade would you give him for this off season, Bo? I'd say B minus.
1: Yeah. It still has uh has has some room for improvement absolutely uh i mean it, we're just getting started i mean speaking of which i mean we own the off season and we've done it so far and we're going to continue to do so with our coverage from the combine but how they're going to scout the combine how they're going to work uh the draft capital they have and the assets that they have and and trying to get this this rebuild started in, in off on the right foot um and then we'll see how they approach you know obviously the free agency uh, you already started looking at a couple linebackers from Philly look at some defensive linemen from Philly, but I think that Bidwill and this organization has a, has a great chance to kind of bolster their their grade for this offseason uh, with with a long way to go. Uh, I think Michael Bidwell has done B plus B plus. Wow uh,
0: He's eating a bunch of money and he's hired an external GM and head coach and assistant GM new people. New people gives you a B plus. Let's see if he can finish the offseason with an A. Brother Nemzi, again, I want to see. Marco I have another great season before I give him props. Posing QBs are going to still throw at him. My best compliment I can give Marco Wilson, he was good this year with no pass rush outside of J.J. Watt. You get a real pass rush here, Bo, in the form of Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, plus some free agents. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Marco Wilson have a career year in, in 2022.
1: Yeah, I, I but I, I'd like to see how they kind of – work around him how, how what would the group he's working along with yeah uh, both up front and in the defensive secondary you know do does this does this front office what, how do they view murph how do they think how much would they be willing to spend on Byron murphy or do they say hey we're going to go spread that money on a couple guys and and I wouldn't be against that either can't can't get paid if you don't play that's right. that's my I, I mean know. he doesn't uh, really have that big of an injury past he was hurt the tail end of recent, 2021 was bias. his he hip his hip is John, was bad and Manning can't last year. coach cuz of the second half of the super bowl there
0: no i'm saying in <laughs> 2021 he played but he was hurt and then this year he got hurt but really was he hurt
1: but when he know. did play he was legit so
0: is jason Verrett. and poor guy can't stay healthy i mean it, it all depends on the money but i'm with you i would want Byron murphy back on this team more so than Zach Allen, K. Gordon, dollar ninety nine. Someone is tell me to stop spending money.
1: Never, uh, never. But you can post comments
0: without super chats. We still love you, brother. Eric the only Smith way Johnny can, uh, can go
1: to Disneyland is is if you keep on fueling it by. You and, think I get and this money?
0: It. Bullshit! <laughs> I get this money. I've never seen a dime from the show, but we love PHNX. Uh, Eric Smith, two dollars. We won't pick at number three again for a long time. I hope not. Please. I Hope not. Hope it's yep. twenty three next year or thirty two. Uh, I, I trust this front office, um, because I didn't trust Steve Kahn and he's gone now. Uh, Bo, does my price tag today get a hat laugh out loud? Uh, speaking of that, you can get a hat right now. The PHNX merchandise locker for free. If you sign up for an exclusive diehard year long membership, and you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, why should I do that? It's a one-off. It's not a one-off. You get one every single year. You're signed up for a diehard. You can pick up one of these fresh teas like the Baby Yoda celebratory dance or a fresh lid. I got the white on. My guy Bo's got the black on. Again, the PHNX Merchandise Locker, become a diehard. If you think shit's getting nuts here, come and hop on the exclusive member Discord. We've got Discord chats for every single one of our premier elite PHNX programming. Do it today, become a diehard. K Gordon is a fan, and he just loves the show. We know that, K Gordon, and we love you too. Uh, he's asking again, how about a four-minute guest spot? Love the show, just want to give <laughs> Fans per sec. You've been like a co-host today, <laughs> K Gordon. I can tell you that right now, my brother. Um, brother Numsey, I don't know about four peaks, but Bo, I love them. Oh so e oh so easy or oh, oh, oh geez fam. Man, Yeah, Oh so easy. OG's oh, fam. If we trade D Hop, let's get another first and a second. Tall receivers.
1: Yeah. I I, I know our guy KR Gordon's gonna be looking, he's gonna be looking at his bank account like Johnny after this weekend. Like, where did all my money go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Went on churros and Star Wars land. I uh, I ate my weight in churros and everything fried. You know, we're walking around and man, it's like, you want something. Number one, you got to pay out the ass for it. Number two, it's not good for you, right? right? And so my parents are there and they're like, oh, can we get a table? Can we reserve a spot somewhere? And I look at my app and it's like 60 days in advance to get a table. Pirates of the Caribbean, you want to go eat inside by one of those floaty devices and it's 60 days in advance. Oh, that's cool. Um, but
1: yeah, yeah. So we ate oh, uh, you wanna go you, know, you want to go eat by a fake pirate. You have to go. <laughs> have to, people on Disney now reserve They serve long in advance and pay out pay just an astronomical amount of money. Do you think Kate you also Gordon celebrated doesn't mess a birthday around. over the over last week, right? I did. No one cares. Yeah. About happy that, birthday to our fearless leader, Johnny Venerable. Happy B Day, man. Thanks, bros. I would have preferred <laughs> to have
0: spent the part of the weekend with all of you guys. My brothers and sisters, PHNX, PHNX Cardinal fandom. This is this is my safe space. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Where's Jordan P wants to know where's Frank at? Frank and Damien. Hopefully we see them sometime this offseason. Certainly gonna see them next fall with our kickoff show. But it's just Bo and I holding down the mm-hmm. fort. We're gonna be doing that by the way at the NFL Combine next week. If you thought our radio row coverage was something, wait till you see Bo and I operate from Indianapolis. Next week, we're out of the desert. We're into Indy and Bo. We got a lot of questions for, for some, uh, for some folk in Indianapolis, mainly Austin Ford and Ganon.
1: Yeah. Talk to the new, uh, I guess, brain trust for the Arizona Cardinals. See what they're looking for out there in Indy beyond obviously third pick. And then beyond that, the Arizona Cardinals are armed with a ton of draft capital going forward because of the compensation that they get for guys like Christian Kirk and Chandler Jones and Chase Edmonds. So that's, uh, that, that's gonna, there's going to be a lot of questions as far as that goes. We're going to talk to the new coordinators starting tomorrow. Uh, Nick Rollins meets with the media tomorrow at the facility in Tempe, so the new D.C., and then the next day we'll talk to the new Arizona Cardinals offensive coordinator and Drew Petsing, and then we'll start to probably get some opportunities to talk to the rest of the staff as those moves become official because Petzing and Rollins just became official a couple hours ago despite all the reports coming out before that.
0: We don't know the rest of the staff yet, but we assume that most of it will be filled out by week's end. And again, keep an eye out for that assistant head coach of note. We feel like some beefed up experience is coming uh, and it's coming in the form of, uh, you know, somebody probably pretty close to Jonathan Gannon that he trusts that he could go to uh, as a, as a mentor, as a thought partner, as an advisor, with this first-time head coaching gig. But we know Gannon's going to hold the fourth down on his own. You're already blown away with the moves that he continues to make and the buy-in that he's going to get from this team. But, man, oh, man, what a weekend for the Arizona Cardinals. Locking up both coordinators. And We're back. Manana, vacation's over, friends. Bo and I live, 4 p.m. with the latest surrounding your favorite team on your favorite Arizona Cardinal podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. We did lose track of Kay Gordon. I hope Kay Gordon didn't get notified from his bank for scam fraud <laughs> alert.
1: <laughs> all these super chats. His, his significant other is going to be like, where did all of our money go?
0: <laughs> Went to Johnny and Bo, but not really. Went to the PHNX, PHNX Cardinals YouTube page, which by the way, you can get access to and subscribe right now. So you don't miss anything at PHNX underscore sports. Good time to be a Cardinal fan.
1: Hadn't felt like a good time
0: to be a Cardinal fan for like the last six months, Bo. But Yeah, now it
1: well, is. we'll have the takeaways from Rollins' uh, press conference tomorrow. Of course, you got to follow us on the socials for all the video and, and quotes coming from the new DC for the cards at phnx underscore Cardinals and phnx underscore sports. Make sure you're subscribed to this channel. We've got great content coming your way. Uh, you don't want to miss out on any of that. One last time, let's wish Johnny Venerable a happy birthday. In order to do that, best way you can do it, smash that like button. That's what he wanted for his B-Day was just a like from you and 200 yours. likes.
0: That's the best birthday gift <laughs> you can give me. Give me 200. 200 likes.
1: So look for all that content coming your way as early as tomorrow. For Johnny, venerable producer Emma, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you manana.